Welcome to Solely Satisfied. I'm Natalie Lanker. And I'm Taylor Zeno. We are two young women striving to live out our faith in our daily lives. We know that chatting together solves most of our problems, so join us as we embark on this crazy adventure. Can't wait to chat soon. Hi. We're live. Welcome back. Now we're on week eight officially. We're back on week track. Week eight. <laughs> we are back on track. No redos this time. Yeah. If it's bad, we're posting it anyway. <laughs> Pray for us. Also, I realized <laughs> I forgot to check my audio, but my lines are looking fine. So Great. I'm just going to go for it and say, come Holy Spirit. Come Holy Spirit. Um, I'm poolside again, but... It is a cool 58 degrees, light breeze, no rain on the forecast, so hopefully it won't be too loud today. Yeah, I'm not poolside. I am <laughs> room side, and my hair looks poolside. My Your hair, hair looks like look a palm poolside. tree, um, but in Colorado, it is currently, let's see what the watch says. It is currently... 15 degrees so and it's been snowing all day long I do kind of miss the snow though as much as I like to pretend like I don't and that I'm just loving soaking up the sun I do miss parts of Colorado mostly there's the thing my family though and you and the snow sometimes this is oh you miss me yeah cool anyway I feel like <laughs> if it's going to snow, then snow so much that we get a snow day mm-hmm. or don't snow at all. Yeah. Because like right now, it's just kind of inconvenient because it's freezing. You don't feel like doing anything. It's that much harder to go to work and all the stuff that you need to do. And so, yeah, just don't snow. But dump in the mountains so then I can go snowboard, you know? Mm. That's what I feel like. Yes. Well, We're both sipping on some tea. Yep. What kind do you have? I've got green tea today. What do you have? Mm. Vanilla caramel. Mmm. That sounds yummy. It's pretty good. I'm a fan of it. So good. Yeah, I needed a little caffeine boost. I'm still going strong on my um, limiting my coffee intake. Great job. Thank you. But tea, I have not changed my intake at all. I don't think I could ever <laughs> give it up, honestly. It brings me a lot I of joy. I feel like my tea intake has gone up. Mm-hmm. But that's okay. I feel like tea isn't really anything. Also, I feel like I totally jinxed myself when I said 58 degrees, barely any breeze. <laughs> Literally, as soon as we pushed record, it started getting so breezy, and now there's a An fire truck somewhere in the distance. Or an ambulance. Something with a siren going off. So, well, apologies. I pray for whoever that is that they're safe. Mm-hmm. That they can be free from Amen. suffering and have peace. Okay. How's your day? What did you do? Um, they're coming for me. <laughs> <laughs> it's getting closer. I'm like, what's <laughs> happening? Spooky. Did you just hang out this morning? Um, yeah. I have been playing ukulele. 
pretty much for the past 24 hours straight. She's um, being very artsy. Yes. I actually, okay, this is foreshadowing for my favorite thing this week. But, um, yeah, I don't know what's been going on. But this weekend, I just feel like I've been tapping back into my artsy-fartsy roots with calligraphy mm-hmm. and w- pulling back out my bullet journal and whipping out the ukulele. But um, Josh Applegate had mentioned this to me one time, and <laughs> and it really stuck out to me. Um, some of my neighbors are walking out. If you can hear them in the background. <gasps> what is happening? They're just a little bit excited, I think. Oh, there's a puppy. Um, okay, but Josh Applegate had said this one time, and it really stuck with me that in the beginning God created is the first line of the Bible. Mm-hmm. And so it only makes sense that that we can find so much peace and happiness when we are also creating because we're made in his image and he's a yeah. creator. Yeah. And so Love I've that. kind of been tapping into that and have been jamming out on my uke and yeah, using all my favorite pens and getting back into my calligraphy and yeah, it's been good. And I love this little ukulele. Good. Mm-hmm. I love that we're always on the same page. Always. Um. Yeah. I've been feeling extra creative lately, but I'm. I'll share mine later because it's one of my favorites. Mm. I think. Do I you know, know what, what I'm is. gonna say? The thing you sent me the video of. Yeah. <gasps> Yay! I can't wait. Um. Um. Well, good. It's good to just have a little relaxing time. Yes. Um, Also, I have kind of an odd topic for this week, but it's something that we had discussed. um, I'm nervous. And, (laughs) yeah, it just kind of really transformed the way that I viewed these three things. Oh, no. Do you have any guesses? No. (laughs) We're going to talk about... The big three, but particularly I want to talk about sobriety and chastity. Oh, shooty boo. Yeah. (laughs) And the reason I want to talk about it is because I feel like there is this narrative around the big three that it's like something that's stifling and something Mm -hmm. that um, is just like a fun (coughs) sucker. And yeah, the discussion (coughs) that that I had with a, a few of my teammates was just something that um, I think was so necessary for me to just reset my viewpoint on these things and reconvict me of the beauty of what we call the big three, which is chastity, sobriety, and excellence. Um, three themes mm-hmm. that we as Christians and Catholics are striving for um, mm-hmm. in order to progress towards virtue. But, yeah, do you have anything to add? Um, No. Not not as of now. Okay. I'm excited to see where you go with it. Okay, so we're launching in. Okay. So I want to talk first about sobriety. And, yeah, St. Augustine had, has this quote, and it says, it reads, There is no one who would prefer, there's no one who would not prefer to endure pain with a sound mind than to rejoice in mad- madness. And I think often, um the narrative around sobriety has to do with drugs and alcohol which as Mm -hmm. it should that's a necessary part of being sober is yeah is this refraining (laughs) from 
Definitely. drunkenness um, and a sense of blurring our reality. But the part of the conversation that really stood out to me um, is that they define sobriety as being aware of what's going on around us at every moment of every day. And mm-hmm. that you don't have to become an addict to lack sobriety, but it's any time that you're making a conscious, a conscious choice to become less conscious of the world around you. And so, like, how often do I find myself when I'm in an uncomfortable situation, picking up my phone and, like, scrolling through my email or scrolling mm-hmm. through social media? Or, like, mm-hmm. on campus, Nat, we see this all the time. Um, like, people, when you say hi to them, like, won't look at you. They're just looking at their phone. Or yeah. they've got their headphones in and they're just so eager to, like, avoid any sort of human interaction. Like, mm-hmm. that, in a, like, in this definition of a conscious, to- a conscious choice to become less conscious of the world is, like, choosing to not be sober. Mm-hmm. Which I thought was kind of crazy. And it made me totally rethink a lot of the ways that I interact with people. And a lot of the ways that I, like, block myself from receiving their love. Yeah. And going along with that, I think it's so interesting because as humans, we desire connection mm-hmm. so badly. But then it's like we go out of our way and just subconsciously ignore all of the ways that we can further like interact with people if it's out of our comfort zone. Like when I'm walking on campus, I love making eye contact with people. And like Mm -hmm. smiling at them but so many people just look down or don't make eye contact or you know what I mean and yeah even when you're having a conversation with your friend just like flipping your phone over or putting it on silent instead of constantly being like checking your phone and that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. which is very interesting because I do that stuff all the time too though I know I definitely just yeah yeah Hmm. or like one one of the things that I was like okay I totally do this is um I mean I don't have a Netflix anymore but like (laughs) how often would I just like binge watch shows on Netflix or I do this still to this day like get on an America's Got Talent YouTube binge and just like watch all these golden Mm. buzzers Mm -hmm. or like binge watch music videos that I think are so fun or like in the morning instead of just having silence and being willing to face the reality like I need to have something going on if it's like a podcast or music which I don't think is necessarily a bad thing so I'm not saying don't ever do any of these things but I think it's important for myself and I mean for other people too but um just speaking from personal experience here like finding my intention behind that like okay and am I watching these YouTube videos or am I listening to this podcast like get something out of it or to like relax and have it be like Mm -hmm. a life-giving activity or is it just something I'm using to zone out and to avoid reality right now yeah and I think two things um one a lot of the time like I put on music or podcast or whatever if I'm home alone Mm -hmm. because I don't enjoy the silence but I've been trying sometimes not all the time like those things are good like you were saying but sometimes like going out of my way to be okay with the silence because I think there's something very beneficial of like 
embracing the silence in our lives and taking a moment to really just disconnect and recenter, whether that's with ourselves, with God, whoever. Um, and then going back to like disconnecting with reality, I think Father Joe, I think it was Father Joe in one of his homilies, but he was talking about usually when we sin, there's some sort of like tricking of ourselves or like trying to fool ourselves into justification of why something isn't wrong. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like, yeah, disconnecting from reality is kind of like tricking ourselves into being like, oh, these things are going to bring me so much more joy Mm -hmm. than this other thing. When in reality, like, that's not the truth. Yeah. And so I think it's interesting how those two things connect. Because, like, when you're sinning, if you, like, just to talk about sobriety, if you're going out to a party and being like, oh, yeah, like, one drink isn't bad, I'm not getting drunk, those people did it. You're, like, Mm -hmm. trying to justify. And then sobriety of the world, like, oh, it doesn't matter if... I'm scrolling through my Instagram feed in class right now. Like, I don't learn anything in this class anyways. Mm -hmm. Just like, it's very easy to trick ourselves into believing lies that eventually lead us to, like, be worse off Mm -hmm. instead of helping us grow. Yeah, that's so good. And I think, I mean... Yeah, reality is a hard thing to face sometimes, and I think choosing to not be sober, like, drunkenness, I guess we could say, is just, like, a way that we escape it, but Mm -hmm. I think some of the important questions asked would be, like, what are you escaping from, and then, like, what are you running to? Like, if, Mm -hmm. if you're escaping from this, like, what are you running towards? Is it drugs? Is it alcohol? Is it... Um, affirmation from others is it Netflix is it YouTube is it podcast is it YouTube or uh, Mm -hmm. music or whatever it might be like what are you running towards because if you're not in the present moment like Jesus Christ dwells in the present moment and so if you're escaping him if you're escaping the present moment if you're running towards this drunkenness like you're actively turning away from God Mm -hmm. which is kind of crazy mm-hmm Um, but also I think, yes, um, this, so this kind of thing we went through as a team mentions like the things that we miss when we're unsober. Um, Mm -hmm. and so the first thing that it mentions is in the example of drinking is the drink itself. And so, um, just like you wouldn't dump a cup of boiling tea down your throat like you want to slowly sip on that tea and enjoy the cup like you shouldn't just like rip shots you know like (laughs) does that make sense like you wouldn't just dump boiling tea down your throat like you want to enjoy it and sip it and it's like yeah you miss you miss the joy of that and you miss what it has to offer and I hope that none of you have done this (laughs) but if you indulge in more drinks than you should 
you get to a certain point where it's honestly like you don't even taste the drink really as much. Mm -hmm. Should you miss I the hope joys none the of you have experienced that. <laughs> and then this says, <laughs> if you dump a cup of boiling tea down your throat, you burn away any possibility of enjoying more tea anytime soon. And I'm like, yeah, amen. Mm -hmm. So the drink itself. Um, drink itself. You also miss the other. I mean, sometimes it tastes, a lot of times it tastes bad anyways, though. So. Mm. Yeah, but I love Malbec. Well, I guess it, which yes. I'm 22, so I'm allowed to love Malbec, but. Um, I'm not allowed to have an opinion on any of this. Yeah. But not you love tea, so you can relate <laughs> on the tea part. <laughs> but that was, like, the example that I thought was, like, yeah, like, sipping on a glass of Malbec. Like, you wouldn't just chug it down. And get a quick yeah. refill, you know? Yeah. Anyways. Just kidding. I can. When I'm with my family and I'm with my parents, I enjoy a good Moscow mule. Mm. But you don't slurp it down as fast as you can. Chug, chug, chug. No, just kidding. Yeah, I sip. <laughs> so, anyways, that's the drink <laughs> itself is the example I give. The second is the other. Um, and, like, choosing to disconnect... So the example is, like, when you're at a party, say you're sober, and you're, like, mm -hmm. trying to love other people. You're trying to encounter them, engage in conversation, but slowly throughout the night, like, as they become intoxicated, like, they absent themselves from the situation. And, mm -hmm. like, they cannot love you as they ought to. And so it's, like, their rejection of the reality, their rejection of the present moment, their choosing drunkenness includes yeah. a rejection of of you of the person that's trying mm -hmm. to love them and so like as we as we indulge in this drunkenness as we indulge in this unsober reality we're actively rejecting like everyone that is trying to encounter us so it's like when i'm walking on campus with headphones in yeah i'm actively rejecting everyone that wants to smile at me and say hello mm -hmm. um but then also the third one is we're rejecting ourselves because i think a lot of times like the reason we choose this this unsober reality or this unsober mind is that we're like wanting to wipe out our past or like mm -hmm. we don't want to face like the person we've become or the situation that this has turned to and just mm -hmm. yeah choose like choosing to, to fall into this despair or whatever it might be um and in turn we're not able to enter into that to experience that and it's like a rejection or a missing out on who we are truly meant to be does that make sense yeah it makes a lot of sense um i think for something that was very eye-opening to me when in my bjn stage so before jesus not stage um when i was kind of I would say at this point, I had my reconversion moment, kind of, mm, I don't remember if I had or not, but either way, I was at a frat party, and I went sober that night, and it was, oh, terrible. One, you see how disgusting the houses are. Mm-hmm. Two, it just broke my heart to see, like, 
all of my friends and the way that they were acting and the way that people were interacting and just like yeah you can't have any conversations with any of those people mm-hmm. and I think before like I did that I it's like oh yeah I have all these friends like I get to see them when I go out and that kind of stuff but like those aren't friendships because you aren't actually talking you don't know that person you can't love and you can't be loved and it's yeah Mm -hmm. it was just such a crazy experience Uh, it was so crazy yeah that's it's pretty heartbreaking too but um also how normal it is Mm -hmm. is very sad to me but Um, Yeah, it's very, (laughs) my roommate, so she was at her friend's from freshman year, they were like hanging out at his house, um, before the rest of them went to a concert, and they were playing Rage Cage, and my roommate isn't 21 yet, and so she was just hanging out with our other friend, and one of the girls came up and asked them like, hey, do you want to play, and they're like, no, we're good. But she's like, shoot, I should have gone, no, I'm not 21 yet. (laughs) (laughs) You witnessed. Because, like, I feel like the reaction that I get when I'm like, oh, no, like, I'm okay. I'm not 21. I can't drink. People are like, what? Mm. Like, you don't drink? And that is so much more scandalizing than being like, oh, I got so hammered last night. I'm really hungover. Like, that gets no response like everybody thinks that's a normal and then me being like oh yeah I'm not drinking I'm not 21 is like that's weird Mm -hmm. which is sad which leads nicely into my next point well it's not my point this is all from our team development time but the next (laughs) point is um, that we're engaging in the tactics of the devil and it comes from First Peter 5, 8, this verse, and St. Peter says that we should be sober and watchful because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, goes about seeking whom he may devour. And, mm-hmm. like, this, the truth is that when we're no longer sober, when we engage in this drunkenness, we become oblivious to his tactics. And it's like, yeah, it might just start with one beer, but it escalates very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, and that um yeah he wants us to fail and this is an interesting point too so at the root of intoxication is an ancient greek word that means bow um, like bow and arrow and the reason it um like it comes from the word bow is because um in olden days in war toxins um were used on the tips of arrows like they would poison the tips of arrows so that they mm-hmm. when, when they would shoot their enemies, even if the arrow itself didn't kill them, the poison would. Um, and so, yeah, the devil wants us to become intoxicated. He wants us to shoot ourselves in the, the metaphorical foot with these arrows. Like, he wants us to become intoxicated. And even if, like, that one beer doesn't kill us, like, the, the increase in drunkenness, the increase in our rejection of reality, like, eventually will. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, as we discussed before, like we're missing out on God because God acts in reality and he gives grace in reality. Um, 
like we were saying earlier, like he creates in reality and he meets us in reality. He heals us. He comforts us. He helps us grow. Um, but this was an interesting point too, that that was made in our team development time is that the one thing that God does not do is entertain our flights from reality and receiving the Eucharist is the exact opposite of drunkenness because in drunkenness we lose all reality but in communion in receiving the Eucharist we gain all of reality we gain Jesus Christ himself in body blood soul and divinity and so like the two cannot coexist which I thought was very interesting yeah I uh, sorry I'm being a little quiet right now I just I don't know. No, I didn't. Um, I think. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Um. Yeah. So I think it's really. I'm really glad that you picked this topic. Um. But it's also something. It's kind of hard. Yeah. That has been on my mind a lot because so on this weekend this upcoming weekend I'm going on a retreat called Ram Awakening and I'm leading it Um, Mm -hmm. and one of the things that happens there I don't really I don't know if I can say this I don't know because if uh, people who listen who haven't gone on it yet Mm. I don't know okay regardless one of the things that I'm doing there um, is like really going to force me to be vulnerable and face a lot of my wounds from past things that I've experienced. And right now I really don't feel like doing it. But at the same time, like it's, I got, I have to do it. I get Mm -hmm. to do it. And I'm sure a lot of fruitfulness will come from it. But yeah just thinking about all of the bad choices that i made while i was intoxicated or in the state where i was so far removed from the lord is just so sad and like yes i like have an amazing relationship obviously i it's always growing and it's not always great but like i'm in such a better place than i was and i I'm aware of my worth and aware of my dignity and like know who I am through the Lord's eyes but like yeah drunkenness just leads to a lot of hurt Mm -hmm. and maybe it doesn't start out that way but like just constantly doing hurting yourself over and over again in little ways really and very easily turns into hurting yourself in big ways. Um, and like, yeah, I never woke up the day after a party being like, that was so fun. That was the best night ever. Like, I had a lot of fun. You know, mm-hmm. it was always like, oh, I shouldn't have had that drink. Oh, I shouldn't have done that. Oh, yeah, I'm tired and I don't feel good. Yeah. Um, so that's like the drugs and alcohol side of it sobriety but also like as I explore all these other facets to sobriety 
um, yeah, I start to recognize, too, that after binge-watching YouTube videos for three hours <laughs> or 20 million hours or binge-watching Netflix or whatever it might be, like, I never walk away satisfied. Yeah, it's not Like, you never walk away being like, oh, that I feel good. Like, that was a good use of those 10 hours of my life. <laughs> like, you know, like, it's never satisfying. Yeah. It will never fill the void that we're, like, seeking. But... It's a fill. There's also such hope. And, like, when we do have those moments of clarity of, like, when we're being creative or praying or at Mass or receiving communion or whatever it is, when we feel that joy and that connectedness, like, it drives us to want more and desire more and, like, brings us back to it. Yeah, absolutely. And, like, yes, I think that was a really good point, too. Like, just recognizing that that our deepest desire, our truest desire is for God and is for relationship with God. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I think there's a lot you we can do to unpack that in our yeah. prayer and kind of sort through all of that, too. But, um just recognizing that the conversation around sobriety is so much more than drugs and alcohol like yeah it's that conscious choice to become less conscious of the present moment of reality Mm -hmm. great i liked that one okay yeah i'm almost wondering we're already at 30 minutes should we do like a little series on chastity sobriety excellence yeah, I think that's a great idea. So this week I we just don't want to make it be twenty million. Yeah, hours and if rush I want it. To chastity right now, because I feel Cause there's like a lot are... we can say about that. Yeah, but and I think just to add on to that, like there's a reason why you see these people who are very holy with such joy, mm-hmm. and that's not because their life is easy and the choices that they're making are easy. Like Mother Teresa. Her life was so stinking difficult, and mm. a majority of her prayer life was, what's it called? The, Desolation. Yeah, but it right? was, yeah, but it, it was called. Dark Night of the Soul. Yes. Literally, it was called the Dark Night of the Soul because she was in such desolation in her prayer life for, I feel like it was like 40 years. Mm. And. I think that's right. And so, obviously, that's not fun and that's not easy, but she still had this amazing joy, and that's because she was united with the Lord. And Mm -hmm. so, like, yes, maybe, like, the reason that I go to daily Mass is because, like, sometimes I don't feel like waking up early and doing that, but the result of it is I have so much peace and so much joy to start my day and bring into the rest of my day. And so I feel like, yeah, looking at sobriety isn't like as something that you have to do. And it's not like a punishment, like, oh, I can't go out and drink. It's like, no, I get to do these other things because I'm, it will ultimately make me so much more joyful. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Great. Also, I was just eating a dried apricot while you were talking, so in case anyone can hear me chewing and gulping, it was um, don't eat, apricot. don't eat dried plums. 
I didn't even know that was a thing. Okay, well, I didn't realize they were prunes. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. One time, so my mom has a bunch of dried fruit at her house because it's good. I, I love I didn't fruit. realize that dried <laughs> plums meant dried prunes. And so I was just going to town on those things. And <gasps> oh, no. Let me tell you. Not a good idea. It was not a good idea. And I had to take a detour on a hike. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> so. <laughs> oh my gosh. We'll just leave it at that, but don't eat a lot of dried prunes. Dried plums, whatever. Okay, so do we want to do favorites? Yes. Great. Would you like to go first? Um, yeah, I'll do my. Sorry, there's an ant next that's to me. That's okay. I had to get him away. I'll do my non- Jesus, and then you can do your non-Jesus. Okay. Um, okay, so this weekend I was just feeling so creative, and that's great because I love, I really love decorating stuff. Um, it just brings me a lot of joy. And so I went to the store. Oh, one, I bought a diffuser, and it's giving me life, too. I love, Ooh, yeah. I love that so much. But Good investment. I decided to change one of the walls in my room, and so I hung up. It's like, it kind of looks like, okay, maybe this is a little exaggerated, but kind of like a wallpaper type thing with flowers. So, like, I hung up different types of flowers all in um, columns against the wall, so it kind of gives it, like, a wallpaper effect type thing. But if you just Google, if you don't understand what I'm saying, if you Google on or Pinterest, um, like, wall of flowers or something like that, you'll see it. But, so I did that, and it was really cute, and I did a time-lapse video of it, and it was so cool. It's super cute. We should post that on the Instagram, that okay. cute video you made. Okay, yeah, so those are, that's my Jesus favorite, non-Jesus favorite. Love do you want to guess what mine is? <laughs> Your ukulele? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm obsessed with it. I literally, it's just the cutest, tiniest little thing, and I've just been jamming, and I've been trying to learn this song called Lemonade by Jeremy Passion, which is one of my favorite songs of all time. My neighbors are shouting at me. <laughs> but it's just so cute, and Mary walked in and was I was making fun of me because I was playing Despacito on my ukulele. <laughs> Here's the thing, but, I'm a fan of, I wasn't necessarily pro-ukulele when you first like, nah, I'm going to get it. I was like, Taylor, don't spend money right now. Mm -hmm. But I'm feeling pro-ukulele now. I'm going to attempt to try and do this. It's probably going to sound bad. I just started playing it yesterday, so just bear <laughs> with me. But if you've ever heard the song, it's really cute. It goes, um, not like this probably, but kind of. I already forgot it. Could you even hear that? Yeah, I heard it.
that's not kind of that's kind of how the song goes. It's but a work you should in just progress. Look it up. It's great. It's a work in progress. Did you know and that? And I freaking love this little thing. And I learned how to um, play "You Are My Sunshine" yesterday. We're thriving. Did you know that um, Ernie is teaching me how to play guitar? Yeah, because he sent me a video. Oh, I forgot. But wait, no, I didn't know she was teaching you. Well, so Aaron's learning how to play guitar because Bowen's teaching her, and then every once in a while, she teaches. I go, okay, Ernie, what's the next chord I need to learn? Mm. And so I kind of, kind of, not really, but kind of. Okay, Jesus' favorite. Um, I'm loving, these are boring ones, but they're giving me life right now. Why am I saying that so much? This one episode whatever it is giving me life (laughs) um adoration just love that place a lot prayer Mm -hmm. has been so good in adoration lately and giving me a lot of peace and then so has journaling but I just ran out of pages in my journal and so I need to get a new one because I'm saving the one that you gave me. Do you remember that little, like, the Marian journal? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm saving that for Uganda because it's really thin. Ooh, good one. So I feel like it'll be easy to travel with. Um, so I need to buy a new journal. But those are my Jesus favorites. Pretty typical, but that's okay. Mm-hmm. My Jesus favorite, which I think, I don't remember what mine was last week. <laughs> It was one of these two things, but they're still my favorite. Oh, wait. Okay, it's... There's three... As all (laughs) holy things are... There's three parts to this Jesus favorite. (laughs) Trinitarian. Part one, Song of Songs. Mm -hmm. Part two, Our Lady Undoer of Knott's Novena. Mm -hmm. Part three, Be Satisfied With Me Prayer. Mm Mm-hmm by is it saint anthony of padua yes um those three things are wrecking my life right now and yeah basically i just realized that i have been living out of a lot of wounds particularly in my relationships with um male friends and Mm. squishes (laughs) which a squish if you don't know what a squish is is like a baby crush um, we have stage, that, stages of crushes. Yeah, there's stages to it. We'll have to explain that one time. Um, but just recognizing that I desire freedom and that I was not living in such a way that I felt free. And I actually mm-hmm. felt very stuck. And yeah, it's like I couldn't get away from these wounds. Um, particularly like the wound of desiring affirmation male affirmation and like feeling hurt when I did not receive it which comes from a lot of things in the past anyways just unearthing a lot of these wounds and like recognizing that um that these desires are good and that the reason these desires are on my heart is because God wants to fulfill them and he has given them to me for a reason um but just learning whoa that's a loud thing Sorry. Um, Yeah, just recognizing that 
that God is good and that he wants to fulfill all the desires of my heart and wants to give me good gifts. But also recognizing that in order to cooperate with his grace, I need to, yeah, not escape from reality. Be sober. Great. Yep. Those are good ones. Also, um, this is kind of about Valentine's Day, but it's so cute that I'm going to read it because I forgot about it, but you kind of reminded me of it, and so yeah. Okay, ready? This is from Joanna. Love her. Well, it's not from her, but like she showed it to us. It's from Fulton Sheen. Okay. So, the human heart is not shaped like a Valentine heart, perfect and regular. In contour, it is slightly irregular in shape, as if a small piece were missing out of its side. The missing part may very well symbolize a piece that a spear tore out of the universal heart of humanity on the cross, but it probably symbolizes something more. It may very well mean that when God created each human heart, he kept a small sample of it in heaven and sent the rest of it into the world, where it would each day learn the lesson that it could never be really happy, that it could never be really holy in love, and that it could never be really wholehearted until it rested with the risen Christ in an eternal Easter. <gasps> Will you send that to me? Yeah. Isn't that so, so cool? So, wow. last week um, in Bible study, this amazing woman named Joanna, she works for Focus, um, she led our Bible study. And that was the one of the quotes that she gave us so i just thought i'd share with y'all don't know why i said y'all i'm not from texas you are. i've been saying y'all a lot recently too What's going on? <laughs> but anyways yeah part one of three in the big three week eight week eight. wait you say week eight week eight in the books <laughs> Um, we appreciate you. We love you. We're praying for you. If there's any way that we can pray for you, DM us, email us, Taylor Zeno, Natalie Lanker, Solely Satisfied Podcast, and Solely Satisfied at gmail.com. Did I nail them all? Is that all of them? You got it. Sweet. See you next week. Bye.